welcome to AT Banter, the podcast where we discuss anything and everything regarding the world of assistive technology. With our hosts, Steve Barkley, Robineau, and Ryan Fleury. Now, let's banter. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. I am Rob Minot, of course, and with me today is Ryan Flurry. Hey there. And no Steve Barkley. Nope. But this is exciting. We are in our new studio. That's right. More to come on that. That's right. Ryan (laughs) working hard all weekend getting the new studio set up. Yeah, hopefully we sound okay. Yeah, that's right. Well, we're, you know... New studio. There's yeah. always there's always technical issues That's and right. always technical glitches that need to be worked out. Although this morning, uh, it's it was it's been pretty good, pretty smooth. I, I can't yeah, I can't see any foreseeable technical issues. But yay. Um, and you know, in terms of why the hell are you guys at a new studio? <laughs> well, we will talk about that in a future. Uh, probably a probably a banter bit. Yeah, probably in the next few weeks. Yeah. There'll be more it, news to it'll come. It'll all, yeah. We will regale everybody with uh, with the tale of why we're in a new studio. Should we describe the studio or should we just... Sure. Feel free. Well, it's Ryan's basement. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's his man cave. That's it's right. his man cave. Yep, deep in the heart of Coquitlam. Mm-hmm. We are recording this. Yes, we're but surrounded it, by guitars on the wall. Yeah, I have to say this is pretty cool. I, I do art. feel I kind of feel like I am in a recording studio. <laughs> yeah, well, we try to make it cozy. Yeah, no, it's work. It's I mean, this is way better than our other studio because our other studio did not have a couch. That's right. <laughs> so I, I our home theater as, system. Or, as a future modification, I am I'm going to ask for a longer microphone cord so I can actually sit on the couch. No, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, we can do that for next week. Perfect. Yep. Um, so, hey, so speaking of the podcast. I thought you were going to say speaking of couches. No. Okay. Uh, what are we doing today? We are talking to Cedric Chavez, I believe is his last name, from Hap to You or Hap to You. Yeah, Hap to You. Hap to You. Yes. Yeah, really interesting uh, European company, French, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, who is developing... Uh, haptic technology for touchscreens, uh, which could very well be the next big, uh, next generation of of touchscreens that that are going to be the thing. The thing. So uh, yeah, we're excited to be talking to him and uh, letting us, giving us an, an idea of where the technology is going and where it's come from and and what applications it has. And if you're not sure what haptics are. Take a listen to our podcast. That's right. We will we will ask the expert. We're That's not right. going to try to explain what haptics are if you don't know what they no. are. We will let Cedric do that. We will. Um, e, I don't know. I, I don't really have anything other than that to talk about. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Do you have anything you want to talk about before we, we launch in? Lots I want to talk about, but nothing I could say. So fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> stay tuned for the epic. It's Tuesday. Three-hour banter bit where we talk about what's going on with us um, behind the scenes. But you know what? We'll get to that. Um, we'll leave everybody in 
suspense. Suspense. Everyone will be tuning in for the next few weeks, just waiting, waiting for our sordid tale of anticipation. That's right. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, then, you know what? Let's go ahead then and, and bring Cedric on. Let's do it. Hello. Hello, Ryan. Yeah, this is Ryan. How are you? Fine, and you? I'm doing well, thanks. With me today is my colleague, Rob. Hello there. Hello, Rob. And we're the hosts of AT Banter. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. Fine for inviting me. Oh, you're very welcome. So, how do you, first of all, before we start, how do you pronounce your name? Yeah. So, uh, in French pronunciation is Cédric Chapaz. So, just say Cédric. It's fine. All right. That's what we were going to do anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Well, I guess, first of all, let's start with uh, telling us a little bit about uh, what exactly you you do at at HAP2U. Okay, great. So, uh, in HAP2U company, we are developing the next generation of uh, touch interface. Uh, I mean, up to now, when you are talking about a tactile display, touch screen, this only means that you track the finger position above the screen, and that's it. But with up to your technology, tomorrow you will be able to feel uh, uh, what's on your screen. So this means that if you have knobs, sliders, uh, you will feel it in the meantime, you, you will move the slider and the knobs and we can go uh, far uh, uh, beyond this point. I mean, we, we are able to provide texture rendering everywhere on the, on the screen, on the display. So it's really, our goal is really to bring the third dimension which is missing today, which is the touch dimension into the screen. That's really our focus. And just for, for people who may not be familiar with the term, could you describe exactly what, it, what you mean when you, when you talk about haptic feedback? Yeah, so when you're talking about haptic feedback, uh, this cover different kind of feedback, okay? A touch is first of all force feedback. So for example, a keyboard is a force feedback solution, okay? I push and I have a force uh, feedback in front of my, uh, uh, below my finger. Secondly, it's everything which deals with vibration, but huge vibration, okay? Such as uh, the vibrotactile in your mobile. And uh, um, third, uh, third point is uh, regarding friction modulation. So when you move your finger above a, a material, uh, a surface and so on, you feel the texture on rain because the friction is modified by your finger. And this is exactly where and how you technology is uh, providing this haptic feedback. We modify the friction in a real time everywhere on the screen. So this is how we provide uh, scroll wheels, knobs, sliders, texture everywhere on the screen. We modify the friction. Uh, and how we modify the friction below the finger, we uh, generate ultrasonic vibration, which is a very small amplitude but high frequency vibration. And this is what modifies the friction below your finger. So would a person be able to distinguish between a slider or a knob uh, using the haptic feedback? Yeah. 
Okay, so a knob would feel different than a slider and a button and yeah when well yeah when when you you move the, your finger above a, the touch screen of a mobile tablet pc uh, it can be a trackpad because you don't need to have a display in fact okay um and you are um you have in front of you uh, a, um, a control interface or you want to uh, for example to to tune the audio volume of your mobile and you you just move your finger above a display you will find uh, the area um, uh, you are looking for because you are looking for, for example, a, a knob, okay, above a display, and you find and, and when you move your finger, you will feel the notch of a, a knob when you are turning re- right or left to increase or to decrease uh, the audio volume. So even without looking at the display, you are able really to feel. Uh, what you're doing. So you have a, a nanolegement which is provided thanks to the haptic feedback technology. Hmm. And how did this all start? Like, where did you first come up with the, the idea of, of haptics with touchscreens? Okay. Uh, this is a, a long story. Um, um, well, perfect. We love long stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So formerly, I, I was working in a, a, a big uh, semiconductor company, uh, which name is uh, ST Microelectronics, uh, and I was working in uh, R&D uh, department, and I was in charge of uh, project development regarding uh, um, advanced technology and so on. And uh, the uh, the last years, I, I put my interest uh, on HMI, human machine interaction technology, uh, and I uh, um, proposed to to add haptic feedback inside uh, touchscreens, uh, trackpad, and so on. Um, and um, I started to uh, to uh, to do a, a benchmark of existing uh, technologies, and I discovered. Uh, a French laboratory w- which was uh, working uh, on this topic since uh, a few years and uh, we uh, started to work uh, together um, and this is how the story uh, started and uh, uh, finally uh, I, uh, I decided to move out uh, this uh, company and to create had to you with uh, 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 four of us associates and uh, we uh, had to you uh, just uh, um, born because we uh, um, we merged uh, different know-hows uh, in electronics uh, um, in uh, what we call uh, advanced microsystems um, 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 materials uh, know-how and this is how we we were able to develop this uh, amazing technology and uh, when you when you first uh, conceptualized it what what did you really see as its main purpose okay um, my my first uh, purpose was um, to be able to use um, my uh, Facebook touchscreen uh, without um, looking at the display because you have many uh, situations where you cannot all time long look at the display. Uh, f- just a few examples. Uh, 
when you are um, outside with your mobile uh, and uh, you know with the sunshine which is um, glaring the display so you have no contrast and you have to you're on a web browser and you have to click 10 times before to select the hyperlink to go on the website uh, so this is something which is getting me nervous because I I really don't like to uh, to 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 do ten times the same thing uh, before uh, to validate the action. Or um, uh, um, another use case is when you are driving, uh, you have some uh, more and more cars. Uh, you have a, 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 a touchscreen on the dashboard, but you have to keep the eyes on the road uh, for sure for safety reasons. So this is exactly uh, the kind of first purpose uh, we were thinking when when we decided to uh, to develop this technology. And so, I mean, obviously, you know, part of the reason why we wanted to talk to you is that uh, the accessibility and the assistive technology uh, applications of this are are pretty huge. Um, did. At what point did you sort of realize that this technology could really be huge for, say, for example, for visually impaired users? Yeah, this is a very good point. Uh, we, at the beginning, we were not, um, um, it was for us uh, um, not realistic to think about uh, using this technology for, uh, um, I mean, blind people. But we started uh, to discuss with uh, uh, people. I had some colleagues who uh, were blind, and they tried the, the demo, and they said to me, well, it's just amazing. This is exactly something we are expecting for uh, our all-day life uh, uh, devices. And that's the moment where we really decided to put the focus on this topic and, and to develop some uh, um, applications uh, for uh, the accessibility. Um, and meantime, we started some collaboration, uh, some partnership with um, um, uh, teams who are uh, in close contact with uh, uh, blind people to, to make some first trials uh, with uh, the uh, uh, demos to check and to to check how people are uh, blind people are able to use uh, this kind of technology because it's not the same thing to to do some trials with people with no um, with, uh, I mean people who are able to see and people who are blind because the way uh, we explore a, a display a surface is not the same uh, for example blind people most time use uh, two fingers or two ends to explore the face to discover uh, the third dimension thanks to the touch this is which is not the case with uh, other people so we had to imagine uh, new uh, interactions new uh, applications which were uh, more compatible with the the way uh, blind people uh, are using, uh, I mean, uh, the, the touch feedback, haptic feedback. Right, and, and so where are you guys at right now in terms of, of the technology? Is, is the technology pretty much there, like it's, it's ready to go? Um, it's just a matter of um, the manufacturers, like just basically putting this technology in, start putting them in tablets and, and smartphones and such. 
Yeah, this technology, as you understand, is not only software; it's, it's hardware and software. So regarding the uh, the software part, um, we are uh, the, I mean the hardware part. We are working with panel makers, um, which are companies which. Uh, builds the touchscreens uh, which are inside your mobile, your tablet, PC, and so on, uh, to uh, transfer uh, all the know-how or the components which have to be uh, plugged inside the touchscreen. And meantime, we are working with an uh, end-user company, mobile company, uh, uh, um, for example, to develop some first uh, application set to be embedded in the next mobile generation. But to be clear, uh, um, uh, we, we target uh, time to market for, I mean, end of uh, uh, 2018, maybe beginning of 2018, because uh, there is, it's a huge uh, 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 change, a huge revolution inside uh, the touch panel uh, devices. So we really need uh, um, uh, this uh, time to qualify all the technology and to be able to provide it to, uh, uh, to uh, um, uh, a mass markets such as uh, mobile, for example. Right, so you guys gotta have a busy few years ahead of you. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> And how refined is the technology? Cause, so could you literally, say, turn a something like a, a tablet, like an iPad, into like a Braille display? Like is the, is, are the haptics that fine that you could, you could simulate a, a Braille display? Um, obviously, at this time, I would say maybe, but not. Okay, so let's explain why. Uh, this technology is providing uh, an accurate uh, uh, friction modulation uh, feedback, but when you are talking about braille, uh, it's a more a kind of force feedback um, uh, below the finger. Um, and second point is that um, uh, Braille uh, language is based on uh, six points uh, which are uh, provided at the same time below uh, the, the finger uh, of a person. But our technology, uh, and I mean all technologies, are only able, uh, uh, which are based on friction modulation, are able to provide one haptic sensation at one given time below the finger. So right. if you're asking me, can we exactly provide the same haptic feedback, such as a, a physical braille um, keyboard, my, my response is no. But we can think in a different way to provide, uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, information uh, to blind people, uh, but not exactly in the same way as uh, they will get in a physical uh, interface. Right. So can you give us some examples of what, what some of the applications maybe could be for, say, somebody uh, yeah. who's visually impaired? 
Okay, uh, so for example, we are thinking about uh, um, um, a street navigation, a kind of Google map, mm. but for uh, visual impaired people. Uh, so imagine you're, you have your, your mobile in your hand and you're just moving uh, uh, the, the finger above uh, the, the surface and you exactly know where you have to go. Uh, do you have to move forward? Uh, turn on left, turn on right, uh, and even we can provide some information such as uh, um, um, uh, specific areas, um, locations, and so on. And the, the very important point is that you don't need to get an audio feedback. And we know, as we are working with uh, visually impaired people, that uh, it's very important to remain free the uh, um, uh, the audio uh, uh, channel because uh, you are uh, you, when you are working in a, in a town you have to to take care to uh, cars which are coming behind you um, so this is the kind of application we are thinking to help people to uh, to, to, to work and to, to have some displacements inside uh, two different locations without using audio feedback. And where do you sort of see things going? Like, do you, do you expect a day where this is just common technology that's just in every, every smart device? Yeah. We, uh, we, I previously told you that we are focusing uh, to get um, this technology uh, embedded inside mobile products. And so this means for me, that means that every, everyone will be able to get this technology inside its mobile and to, uh, to use it for, uh, um, I mean, for um, some uh, all day life uh, uh, situations. Um, and this is exactly uh, where, uh, what we are f working on and that's the, the purpose we are following. So do you know, I know it's hard to answer this question right now, but just kind of off the top of your head, how much extra cost would including haptic be on a mobile device? Clearly, as we are focusing on a mass market such, such as mobile, the, the, the extra cost will be uh, very fair and very acceptable because, uh, I mean, mobile makers won't accept to, to increase of 20% the price of a mobile. That's clear. So it will be really... Uh, um, um, very uh, affordable uh, technology uh, to everyone, and this is really uh, which uh, something which is important for us, and not to have a, uh, I mean, a, a too much expensive solutions which will be only accessible to few people, but really to get this technology available to everyone. Right. And sort. And once the technology is in place, will it be pretty much just? Um, App makers will just be able to, to d develop for it like any other platform? Yeah, that, that will be, uh, that's one of the big uh, way we are moving on Ibic because um, now you have, as I previously said, some vibro tactile uh, uh, technology, but, but most time people don't use it because the, uh, the, the feedback is not, I mean, 
really useful uh, for visual impaired people. Uh, but um, we are thinking about a, a way to develop new apps in a very easy way and uh, without being a, a, a first-class developer, I mean someone who, who is a, really a, an expert in software development. But uh, on the contrary, we are really um, uh, developing something accessible, very simple. I mean, for example, imagine you, you, you download a picture. It can be a map, for example. And you just had, um, you just had uh, haptic feedback on the on the on this map, and that's it. So this is really the the way we want uh, to provide this uh, uh, application. And because uh, when you're talking about haptic feedback, it's something which is really, uh, uh, I mean, physical, tangible. So the way. Uh, people will develop these applications uh, will be in the same way, something very uh, tangible and very uh, easy to, to develop. And I mean, from the sounds of it, the really exciting part about this particular technology is that it has applications uh, across the board. It has certainly has um, you know accessibility applications, but it also has a lot of mainstream applications. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, we, we are all time to time um, in the situation where we cannot use vision to get information. When we are driving, when we are outside uh, um, and there is sunshine, or uh, when we are, um, for example, when we are working um, and we are concentrated on, um, on a given point, um, or even, for example, in the industry, uh, you have a, 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 a worker who has to control uh, an equipment and we have a, a touch screen. Uh, but uh, without haptic feedback, he has to look all time long the display to be sure is uh, uh, using in the right, uh, uh, with the right parameter, the right area on the touch screen, the, the, the tool. and. Um, Tomorrow, with aptitude technology, uh, you won't need to look at the screen at the display. Right. Uh, you just put a finger on the screen, you move your finger, and you directly feel the knob, the slider, and you are able to control your equipment, your uh, um, infotainment inside your your car, and so on, uh, with uh, just with the finger, because all the informations are provided directly to the finger. Uh, and to the brain. So this is really a new way to interact uh, with any kind of touch interface in our early life. And uh, because uh, humans are not only vision uh, and audio feedback, right. it's touch feedback, which is quite important. Because even if you are doing something, when something puts its end on your shoulder, automatically you're moving the head because this is above all the different sense, um, and this is why this uh, touch sense is a very powerful sense to use to provide information in a safe way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, uh, it seems to me that this technology is, is I mean, I'm kind of surprised that, that nobody's thought of it before now, to be honest with you, because um, it, it does, it, it kind of brings 
the the experience to a new level because now you're able to to access sight, sound, and touch um, on a touch screen. So um, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, thank you. And uh, well, I, I fully agree with what you say. And uh, let me explain you why this technology, uh, uh, this kind of technology, is um, still not available. It's because it's uh, not so easy to get uh, a very uh, integrated technology inside a mobile product because you have huge constraints regarding uh, the dimensions uh, uh, and the poor consumptions. And uh, with Apple technology, it's the first time that uh, a technology is able to uh, match all the requirements of the mobile manufacturer uh, and um, in meantime to provide a, a really high granularity haptic feedback inside a, a flat surface. And this is why we are really excited to, to, to provide this, uh, uh, all these features uh, in, in mobile devices, but not only the mobile devices, all device, including a touch interface, because it will be a new way to use uh, a touch interface. Um, let me ask you this, Cedric, uh, where can people find you guys online if they are interested in finding more about you? Well, first of all, we can go on our website. Um, so hap2u.net. Um, we have a, a Twitter account too, if you want to follow the last news uh, about this uh, great adventure. Uh, and uh, they can send us uh, an email uh, and contact us. We'll be happy to provide more information uh, to all the people who are interested in our technology. Sure. Fantastic. I, yeah, I can hardly wait for this to come to market, I'll be honest. I'm sure Ryan feels the same way. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to be able to kind of feel what's actually on the screen. So, Okay, thank you. Excellent. Well, Cedric, thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. And uh, we'll, of course, include all the, all the website info and everything on our show notes. Okay, great. All right, Cedric. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, take care, and, and good luck with the project. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Thanks, okay, you Cedric. as well. Thanks. It's interesting. Like it's this is technology that I don't know. It should have been around a long time ago. Like I can't believe that that nobody's thought of it before. Well, there are haptics out there. There's been haptic shoes. Um, there's been other haptic stuff out there, but it's so expensive, and really, it's just never really taken off. So maybe something in a mobile device will. But it makes sense. Like it, it, it like there's, uh, like they're looking at it from. It sounds like from mainly an AT perspective, which is which is great. But I also think there's huge mainstream application, like gaming and stuff, mobile gaming and stuff. If you can add sort of a a haptic um, feature to your to your mobile game, that'll be huge. Well, even in our vehicle, we just got it has touchscreen entertainment that I can't access. So if there was haptic feedback to tell me I'm on the audio menu, the auxiliary menu, yep. whatever, I'd be able to control that. You know, so that would totally level the playing field for us blind folks yeah for sure for sure so it sounds like it's coming i mean one of the questions we should have asked them because i'm a little fuzzy on how this all works is that do they do they are they going to partner with like all the 
all the different developers or are they going to partner with one and then we're going to have a Samsung haptic phone? We'll probably have a Samsung and, and Apple if they can get into Apple. Um, you know, I guess it just really depends on I what think, the requirements are and if they can meet them. Yeah, I think that, well, I think eventually probably what will happen is this will just get, this will just become a universal design mm-hmm. feature because because it it does have huge applications in both the aim, the mainstream and uh, accessibility. Yep. So this will just this will just be baked in. I I would say in five years, it, just all phones and all uh, tablets are gonna are gonna have haptics, and it'll probably be the next generation of touch of touch. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I could be completely wrong on that, but <laughs> so don't quote me on that, everybody. Don't you, know, you heard it here first? Don't message me in five <laughs> years and be like, what? <laughs> know what you're talking about? Clearly, Sorry. but. No, I, I think that uh, this has huge potential. Well, even, like I said, coming back to automobiles and drivers not being able to, you know, they'll be able to drive and not take their eyes off the road. Yep. You know, I know there's steering wheel mounted controls as well, but, you know, they'll be able to reach over the touchscreen, feel what's there without, you know, being distracted. So, right. Well, I guess it's still kind of distracting, but a little safer anyway than turning your head. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll see. We will. Hey, Ryan. Rob. Where can people find us? People can find us online at www.atbanter.com. They can also email us, if they so wish, at atbanterpodcast at gmail.com. Woohoo, smooth. I know. They can find us on Twitter and Facebook. And YouTube. And YouTube. And you know what? Who knows? We might get crazy in the next little bit and create an Instagram account. I've been thinking a lot about it. I've gotten some advice from people who use Instagram a lot. Take a picture of the new studio. And uh, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> it. So uh, a little more stay, to see than stay, an old studio. Stay tuned for that. We could have news on the Instagram front, which, you know, again, if, if, if our future story of what's going on behind the scenes isn't enough to keep you tuned in for the next few weeks, then, you know, keeping in tune with our new Instagram account is it will certainly keep you tuned in. And Rob and I are old, so if you have tips and tricks on how to use Instagram, let us know. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. Because we true. don't have a clue. <laughs> it's true. Although I have to I have to admit I've been playing with Snapchat a bit. Oh, have you? Yeah. Yeah. It's actually it's not it's it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Although kind of annoying. <laughs> because you know, because well, because you, you snap pictures to people but they don't they don't stick around. Right. Yeah. They, they're gone. They're gone. Right. Yeah. Which is, you know, we know why this application was created. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Yep. But that's not how I've been playing with it. Though. <laughs> just to be clear, like that's not just saying. Alrighty. Okay. So yeah, well then that, uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. Yep. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. And we, uh, will be back next week, of course, with, uh, do we want to tease what we're doing next week? Wait, no, you know what? I don't even know what we're doing next week, so forget it. We'll, we're going to have a show next week. It'll we be will. a thing. We'll yep. be here. There is a show next week. So stay tuned. It's another early show, too. That's right. Ugh. <laughs> I think more Europeans. <laughs> we're having a lot of Europeans on yeah. uh, all of a sudden. Well, you know, 9 a.m. here is like 8 p.m. their That's time, true. right? That's so. true, and we have to say we appreciate all our European Absolutely. guests and them you know, burning the midnight oil for us because otherwise we'd have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to talk to them. Yeah, no. And that would make me sad. Yes. 
All right, that's going to do it for us. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Music provided by bensound.com.